Hello, and welcome to Makers.dev, episode number 127. Chris, did you know that the Makers.dev podcast featuring uh, co-hosts Christian Jenko and Chris Richard in episode number 127 was the longest gap between episodes <laughs> recording them of any episode in the podcast history? Did you know that fun fact? Oh, what a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> in the last, it's been 90 days since we last recorded. Yep. OpenAI has had like four different CEO changes in that time. <laughs> I think uh, that is accurate. Yeah, I think four. <laughs> there's like four more new world war level conflicts going on. It's been a long time. Like six new cell phones and three new VR headsets. It's uh, There's a lot to catch up on, including notably one of us in the last 90 days has gone through a major life event. Uh, things will never be the same. Uh, Talk to me about your grandmaster status on Kaggle. <laughs> We're gonna bury the lead here too. We're gonna bury that... the lead. <laughs> um, sure, I will go first. Uh, uh, I got grandmaster on Kaggle. Yeah, congratulations. Competition was yeah. grandmaster. Um, Wait, if it's been yeah. so long, I don't even know the competition that you entered that you got your last golden. What? Tell, tell I, me all about it. Yeah, I think I talked briefly about it because it probably had just launched last time we talked. Um, it was the sleep detecting one. So yeah, okay. These are kids that wore essentially smartwatches and trying to detect their sleep cycles based on the accelerometers. Um, yeah. So I uh, I did it. I, I teamed up, even though my team you know can't win money because uh, I'm. Uh, a google employee but that's okay yes. i got three other people to join my team anyway and we got ninth place which was a gold medal because uh, the top uh i think in this one 14 places were gold since almost 2,000 people joined um so okay. yeah we got ninth out of 2,000, which gave me my fifth gold medal and i'm now a grandmaster how does it feel to uh, be a grandmaster i don't know no different the next day okay. i started looking at more competitions <laughs> <laughs> does it does it do anything like do you i think that's if, if you're ever applying for a job you can brag about that you're a grandmaster but yeah so you get a little gold circle instead of a red one. Oh man <laughs> so okay now i have a gold circle um yeah also some companies care about it um so like nvidia h2o um hugging face uh there's a few others that actually know what kaggle grandmaster means <laughs> and mm. uh, uh you know care about it um but i I'm also not looking to switch jobs anytime soon, so that doesn't really matter. Does uh, Google care? So no, it, Did Google give you any credit for becoming a grandmaster? Um, I would say, like, no, uh, except people at Google know what Kaggle is since they own it. And not everyone yeah. does, but so some people know what it is, and that was nice. But um, okay. in terms of jobs, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That didn't send you a cake or something like your no, music. not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Any uh, any insights in doing the actual competition of... Uh, I, I know I, I went through this journey personally of trying to figure out uh, to diagnose my sleep onset insomnia, like what the most accurate sleep tracking was. And as far as I can tell, EEG sleep monitoring, where you put electro, uh, electrical leads on your head and actually measure your brain activity, is the gold standard. And then it's really hard as a proxy to just be dealing with uh, uh, movement accelerometer data or heart rate is like one step above that. But ultimately, you're, you're using those as a proxy for what, what's the brain activity. The problem I run into is sleep onset insomnia. If I'm just laying there for an hour, I'm not moving. So the accelerometer thinks, ah, Christian must be sleeping. But I'm actually just thinking about every embarrassing thing I've ever said in my life uh, yeah. and not sleeping. So what 
how what what was the data that you were dealing with? Did you have the EEG and the accelerometer data? Did you have some sort of point of truth and what? Yeah, no. So it was just the accelerometer data, hand labeled by human experts, um, and so it was maybe slightly better than the um, like automatic labeling you can get, but it was still just labeled based on accelerometer data, um, okay. which means it has the problems you were talking about. Yeah, if you like are just really still for an hour, that looks like sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, was there any like how did you get in the top? uh to, to get the gold vote uh just what like the all the other competitions it was a lot of work um <laughs> okay. i always think it's like ah it's not gonna be that much work and then like yeah the last two weeks i probably worked 30 hours a week on it um it was crazy just to get ninth place you know um so we ended up ensembling three different models and then uh a big trick of this one was doing some post-processing so not just not ai based stuff but just like you know basic rule based stuff we noticed by looking at the data mm -hmm. um and so one of the team members did a lot of post-processing that boosted us quite a bit and uh yeah it, it was any of the three models by themselves was not terribly difficult to like get working on its own so you could probably get to you know 95 percent uh, effectiveness just by getting one of the models working but mm -hmm. yeah the trick to getting gold is always to combine some clever approaches and so yeah we combined three different models and a bunch of post-processing. Smart. I'm reminded of a book I read in college called Incognito, The Secret Lives of the Brain or something that talks about how, <laughs> from a neuroscience standpoint, apparently the structure of the brain is that you have all these independent, uh, uh, I think the book framed it as a sort of colloquium. Is that the right word? Like a like a, a big group of people. Uh, like the, the, I think one of the examples in the book is something like uh, you, you see a cupcake and you have a whole bunch of different circuits in your brain voting on what your next action should be. Mm -hmm. And effectively what the higher mind is doing is just taking a poll of all these lower level sub processes um, and then figuring out what the consensus is of if you have more circuits or, or stronger circuits that are saying eat the cupcake, then you eat the cupcake. And each one might have its own rationale for doing so. You might have a circuit that's like, I, I want to eat colorful things and this cupcake is very colorful. And you might have one that's expecting a sugar rush and that one's going to vote. And you might have one that's saying, ah, I, I have this longer term goal of wanting to be fit and active. And that's that's voting in the negative. Um, so it sounds like that's like you, you made a little mini version of that. You had you had three different sub circuits and then they vote. And Oh, how do you average them? How do you, how do you figure out... Do you just average them and, and say each one has equal weight? Yeah, so that was actually tricky in the competition. A lot of times they're outputting just a score or something for, for a lot of problems, and so you can just average the scores. Um, for this one, we did end up averaging them, but there, we ended up doing a couple other things too, and it was especially tricky because, so say you predict this, like a, so we had to predict onset and wake up events. So onset of sleep and then wake up from sleep. Mm -hmm. So say you predict an onset event here and an onset event here, uh, how, yeah how do you average them like maybe you can detect the peaks and then merge them together maybe you could just average them and they're both half the size and then you know like so it it was pretty tricky especially because the metric was a little tricky in kaggle you always have to work towards the metric and so it was not that you only had to predict one event per night that yeah. would have gotten you some score but instead you provided a score for multiple for as many events as you wanted to predict per night mm -hmm. and then within thresholds they took the top score, labeled that your prediction within that threshold, and then you got a certain number of points for that threshold, and then there was expanding thresholds. So hold on, you're you're giving yeah. predictions for events and your confidence that those events happen? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then it would just take the max confidence. And so yeah, it was pretty it was, it was actually pretty confusing. <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty confusing metric. Um they did it this way for reasons which I can talk about, but um 
and it's not a bad metric it's just a confusing metric um so yeah we, we did end up averaging them but then there was also some of that post-processing was sort of taking into account this this thresholding and tolerance like uh effect based on it's not as simple as just averaging predictions so um yeah that was part of the complication of it okay tricky good job that's that's really cool you're a grandmaster <laughs> yes yeah. what, what's the next one are there any fun ones on the horizon uh there's one i started just after this uh but it only has like a month left and so i'm quite a bit behind some of the other teams it's sort of interesting um it is predicting so it's essentially automatically grading student essays which we talked about before but instead yeah, yeah. of having the essay what you have is their uh key typing analytics essentially so you don't know what keys they pressed but you know when they press keys when they move their mouse when they you know how much they type and delete and cut cut and copy and paste mm -hmm. um so can you predict their grade just from essentially their typing and, and Ooh, mouse movement habits um, I'm I'm curious if uh, if someone cheated if they just like asked ChatGPT to write their essay for them, and then they just copy and pasted it, and then they got a high grade. Like would that would that confabulate the the data that the highest uh, grades are the ones that are just that, cheating the most? Yeah, that's an interesting thing. Um, I think the trick for this data set is it's not real students. What they did, I think they got Mechanical Turk or something else to write on this thing, and so and okay. then they verified essentially that the sequence looked like a human did it. So it looks like they had to have multiple key presses and stuff, not just yeah, one okay. giant copy-paste. Um, Interesting. Yeah. At least I haven't run uh, into that in the data. Speaking of ChatGPT, I find myself using this just all the time now. This this has become a central... I'm in, in my personal life and in like home renovation projects, which I'll, I'll talk about later, and uh, just any general question I have in life and in work, I'm, I'm using this thing, I don't know, a dozen or two dozen times per day in, in different conversations. When you were uh doing the work of making uh, uh solving the Chicago competition uh and has ChatGPT been integrated in your life was this helpful for you in doing the actual lower level code yeah so that's interesting uh i have not nearly integrated it like you have like i talk to it maybe once a week i mean you know maybe okay. um what's the weekly conversation you have with it uh like so for natural language processing the class i just took uh we were encouraged to use it uh to you know get ideas about our final project so uh, not to get ideas, but like how to solve certain things. So I tried it there. It's mostly just me trying certain things. Uh, I don't know. What have I asked it? I, I suppose I've asked it a few code questions. Um, yeah, that's just not very much. I, huh. So so I'm curious to hear your like, how do, how do you use it? Is it uh, what tools do you use? And, and when do you reach for it versus like, I don't know, any doing anything else? I, so uh, the tools is an easy one to answer because I've tried a whole bunch of different things. I've tried native apps. I've tried uh, like integrating directly with the, the API and doing the playground. And I've tried uh, uh, Google Bard and OpenAI's thing. And uh, I don't have Grok access yet, but from what I've seen about Grok, I, I don't, don't think it's going to be as good. Uh, Anthropic I think it just also uses, is really... Go ahead. I think I think Grok just uses the OpenAI API uh, often. That they have, Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I've seen some tweets about people who yeah. uh, have screenshotted that they ask Grok a question. And then it says, oh, because of OpenAI's policies, I can't Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, so that, that's kind of fishy, right? Like, what's what's going on there? Um, Anthropic, I was excited about. I think they're probably in the number two spot. Um, small aside, I'm also really excited about Anthropic because apparently FTX owns like 20% or something of Anthropic, which is How? FTX is the company, if you remember, dude, where's my crypto episode? <laughs> Uh, Sarah I and I lost a substantial amount of money, uh, mostly because of the FTX collapse. <laughs> so, Anthropic being a very valuable company, 
I would think means FTX now has a whole bunch of assets in stock in Anthropic, which would yeah, mean everybody gets yeah. their money back, but uh, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, aside done. So I've tried Anthropic, I've tried all, all the a, other ones. As an aside aside, I've watched like four different documentaries about Sam Baker Freed since, uh, <laughs> since that episode. Fascinating. He's a weird yeah. dude. It's, it's, yep. a, it's yep. a story. I'm excited for the Netflix uh, special, like the... Yep. the at, at the level of the Elizabeth Holmes. Uh, right. Um, anyway, okay. So uh, I've tried all those different things. The best one, in my opinion, is ChatGPT4. It's the pro version you have to pay for it. I've talked to a lot of people who are like, oh, I tried the ChatGPT thing. It's not that great. If you're not paying for it, you're, it's it's the difference between like... I I think when uh, when ChatGPT 3.5, which is the, three, the free version, took the LSAT, I think it scored in the bottom quartile. And I think when ChatGPT4 took the LSAT, I think it scored in something like the top 10%. Don't quote me on that. They have a paper where they, they researched it. It's, it's a gap like that. Yeah. So if you're asking a robot AI for help, both of these, uh, debatable, but like I'm pretty sure both of them are passing the Turing test. Like it's both incredible. It's amazing. We have access to this AI. You can just talk to it. It knows everything. Um, but if you have the choice between the free one that's like a really shitty lawyer or, <laughs> and you know, that, that level of smartness across every domain or one of the smartest uh, lawyers that there are and one of the smartest just generally people that there are in every domain for, I don't even know how much it is, like 15 or $30 a month. Absolutely. Pay for it. And like try it for a month and force yourself to use it and it's going to be amazing. So I have, I have that on a keyboard shortcut on my Mac. I set it up so it's like a, its own uh, browser window. Oh, and it's best to go through the OpenAI interface. So use the official app, use uh, the, the web app uh, on Mac. Don't use any of the third-party ones because they're updating this like crazy. They added multimodal hmm. support a couple weeks ago where you can update, uh, uh, you can upload images, you can talk to it, you can open this uh, dialogue and they have a voice that sounds just like, uh, oh, what's her name? The the voice actress from the movie Her. Uh, oh, starts with um, a J. Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson, yes. Uh, hmm. I guess it doesn't start with a J. <laughs> Oh no, her last name starts with J. Yeah, last name starts with J. That's right. Um, so that's kind of cool because you feel like you're in the movie. Her, <laughs> um, and uh, it's amazing. So I, I I find myself using it just like any any context where I would be googling something or asking a friend who's an expert in this thing. I'm just like let me let me just ask ChatGPT real quick, and it's probably probably 19 times out of 20, it just nails it, and it it like brings <laughs> in information that I didn't know I didn't need to know and. Uh, uh, that I didn't know I needed to know, and uh, yeah. it, it, it's incredible coding stuff. And uh, at every level, it can write individual programs. It can write little snippets and functions, and it can answer higher level architectural questions um, for home do renovation you do that stuff. Straight, I, in, straight on the OpenAI webpage too, or do you have do you use like Copilot or anything like that? I also have Copilot, and Copilot's useful like inline for doing functions. The way I find myself using Copilot is most frequently I'll. Uh, if there's a function that I'm like not quite sure how to do, uh, I can't remember the last example of this, but some, something like, oh, I need to, I need to uh, calculate the sum of this array. I'll write a comment that says sum of the array, and then in the, oh, I wouldn't actually need to do it like this. So uh, for that specific example, I could just say const sum equals, and then it'll fill in the rest of the line. That's the sort of uh, thing that I use Copilot for, and that in itself is super worthwhile. And then for for something slightly more complicated, if I have you know, it knows all the context of the file. So I might, uh, I might use domain specific knowledge and say like, uh, you know, I need to uh, find the shortest clip. And then it knows from the previous context where my clips are and how they're stored. And uh, then I say const shortest clip equals, and then it's able to fill mm -hmm. in the rest of it. Um, 
yeah, that's that's how I use that. But then ChatGPT is also useful for, it's like having a pair programmer. It's like having a, a junior developer that you can just, it's, it's, <laughs> it costs $30 a month and also answers all your other questions. Uh, right. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So the next time you have any sort of question in your life, do you, oh, you can take pictures of stuff. If you're not sure what a thing is, a big part of what I want to talk about is this home renovation project. But like <laughs> I was ripping up the floor and I wasn't sure what different pieces were and I wasn't sure what things were called. And I would just take a picture of it and be like, hey, what's this? And you can draw a little arrow to it and I, I might explain what it is. And uh, within the context of that chat, then it knows what I'm doing and what the area is. So one of those was uh, I, I ripped up the rotten floorboards and there were two layers of subfloor of three quarter inch plywood. And I was like, hey, what's up with this? And it said, ah, that's less common, but might've been done for waterproofing and is slightly more stable. And there was this weird black layer between it. And I was like, what's this black layer for? And uh, ChatGPT says, oh, that's uh, uh, roofing paper. And that would be used to prevent squeaking. And I'm like, oh, wonderful. Like, how would I have known that otherwise? This would have just been a mystery. Or I would have had to have a, a friend who knew this. And actually, I asked Patrick, my uh, brother-in-law, who's incredibly handy, what it was. And he was like, I don't know. So I'm like, that's the person I would ask. So right. uh, yeah, it, it, invaluable. I feel like I'm just, I, I'm, I'm suddenly uh, competent and capable in every domain. <laughs> I could just... <laughs> Just drop me somewhere with a phone, with an internet connection, with ChatGPT installed, and I could probably figure something out. It's, uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend using it more. Interesting. Yeah. So I did pay for it for a month for the NLP project, but then I didn't, like, I didn't force myself to use it, uh, yeah. like, like you were talking about. So I just didn't get in the habit of it. So maybe I should continue the subscription and uh, force myself to use it. I um, recommend it. I don't, I don't know if you should or not. Live your life, but <laughs> sure. Uh, um, yeah. We did bury the lead because we had a, another we really big life of it, uh, which is that you finished your semester. Congratulations. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you goofy, goofy. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I took natural language processing and reinforcement learning, and uh, I think I got an A in NLP, and if they don't curve the final, I'll probably get a B in uh, reinforcement learning, which is fine. I've gotten an A in every other class. Uh, yeah. But I'll, I'll vent for a second about finals. Uh they they had a few different questions where like um they were worth like 10 or 12 points each and uh the there were multiple parts and each part built on the last part and for two different ones i sort of either misread or misinterpreted the question in a small way hmm. and so i got the first part wrong which means i got every part wrong uh, <laughs> even though every other part followed from the first part and there's no sucks. partial credit because it's automatically graded and oh, so uh and so like i I feel like I should have gotten partial credit for the three out of the four answers uh, because it followed perfectly from uh, my first answer. But anyway, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I was in a similar situation in my high school uh, or in my in my college uh, physics class, second semester. There was a, a new professor in and she initially gave me like a C on this exam for that exact reason. Like there, there was the yeah. thing in the beginning and then I got that wrong and then everything after that was wrong. And I went into her office at one of my proudest moments in college. I went into that office with a, with a C on the exam and I walked out with an A minus. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I, like, I made that argument that the, the part that I got wrong is this part right here. It was, I, I don't know, I flipped a sign of, I, I multiplied instead of divided or something. Um, and then, yeah, she gave me credit for all the rest of it. Can you, is, yeah, is, that, there, is there a way that you can argue for that? Do you care? I mean, I can talk to the professors, but like, I don't know. They, they suggested they're going to curve it anyway because um, it was just a hard test and it auto-graded with no partial credit. And so yeah, yeah. like, you know, maybe instead of a B, I'll get a B plus or something. I'll be happy with that, whatever. Okay. Like maybe I could walk in and get, yeah, the extra however many points, which I mean, it's like a whole letter grade and a half on the exam, which is a lot, but 
whatever <laughs> whatever yeah cool yeah. uh we have another smaller life update which is that i've had a baby that's a very small life update <laughs> she's so small <laughs> how is being a baby congratulations uh, i don't know how being a baby is how is being a baby, a baby. <laughs> how is having a baby <laughs> having having a baby is incredible like man uh there, there's so many things to say i the 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 thing I've been saying is that my life feels so much more full and meaningful. Mm. I'll be sitting there just doing the dishes, washing a bottle, and I'll feel in flow. Like, oh, I'm washing this bottle so that my baby can eat. This is the most important thing I could be doing. And I, I feel that way so much more often in so many different areas of my life. And uh, I'm playing way fewer phone games. And uh, I'm just I'm just moving around and doing stuff. And like... Yeah we gotta okay there's, there's this home renovation. let's do this we, we like the baby's asleep or sarah's watching the baby like all right uh, this is my core time to be able to do stuff and uh yeah it's i i love it it's it's it feels incredibly meaningful definitely not easy especially uh yeah. the first month was tough the first few days in the hospital were really tough uh babies need to eat i did not know this every two hours for the first mm -hmm. while and that's overnight that's whatever you're doing you, the baby eats every two hours so in the hospital was a uh, a challenge the joke that sarah and i said was our lives started revolving around the kpis of milliliters of milk and minutes of sleep it oh, was yeah. tough like to because the, there was uh some trouble feeding isabella our daughter and uh it, it was just like little spoonfuls of milk we were trying to get into her and uh Did you have to supplement with a uh syringe we had to do that we didn't do a syringe they gave us a spoon and we just hmm. sort of like spooned it into her mouth um yeah, but the, you know, at, at one point there was there was like a team of four people just trying to get this baby to eat. Uh, yeah, figured it out, and you know since then there's there's not really been any uh, any major problems. Um, yeah, it, it, but for for that little bit, it was just like okay, I have I have thirty seconds. Let me go, like change my shirt and eat. <laughs> and then yep. we're back in the game, and uh, yeah, trying to. It's really tough to sleep in a hospital. Also, I I highly recommend like the the mantis sleep mask and the earplug uh, solution. And I brought this nice sleeping bag. But man, it's like sleep deprivation on top of you've got this infant you're taking care of. The hospital was amazing. The nurses were incredible. The lactation consultants were uh, wizards. It, they, <laughs> The, the stuff they were able to do is just incredible. Breastfeeding, so difficult. There's so many moving mm. pieces. That That is, I, I had no appreciation for how complicated that was. Um, yep. Yeah. And since then, we figured out sort of a plan of like uh, breastfeeding and supplementing with formula. And that was a whole thing of figuring out like which formula Isabella would tolerate. Um, so much gear, so much like, my God, I've spent so much money on Amazon just like getting <laughs> stuff in. So I, yeah. I, I could talk for so long about all the different gear choices and the categories of things to get. I think my core essential gear for new parents, you got to have a snoo. It's this smart bassinet that intelligently rocks your baby back to sleep if they're fussing and it, it'll like move them around. And it's this really nice, easy to use swaddle. Swaddles are important because babies have this startle reflex, uh, more, more yay response, I think, um, where they'll, they'll wake themselves up because they don't yet have a developed nervous system to, to paralyze them during sleep like adults have. So during their sleep, they'll just flail their arms around and then they'll wake themselves up, which is yeah, hilarious. It it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you just pin their arms against themselves, they'll, they'll sleep much better. Uh, so the snoo is an excellent thing for that. It's, it's sort of like having a robot night nurse, uh, like a, like a third parent at night, which is great. Um, a bottle sterilizer has been really good. Figuring out the right sort of bottle, especially combining that with breastfeeding, having one with a widened flange, that was a big deal. Uh, 
what are the other major gear things god so many <laughs> we bought so much stuff um, the bottle warmer was really nice oh breast pumps there's all sorts of different kinds of of those uh the ones that are wearable i think are the best uh those are the ones that have worked best with sarah uh yeah yeah have you i think i've recommended this before but have you seen uh mike Birbiglia's the new one on netflix mm, i think you have recommended it before and i have not seen it okay I will spoil part of it by saying uh, he he has a bunch of uh, baby equipment on stage at one point, and he goes through them, and he's like, this is the whatever, which whatever the baby, and this is the something else, that's something else the baby. <laughs> it's like a whole bunch of baby equipment. Uh, yeah. It's, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so many, so many things. <laughs> yeah, if I just handed it to a layperson, they'd be like, what the hell is this? Like, and, and you have to figure out how to clean it, like put it back together. It's tough. Also, this the gear, like the the car seats and the strollers, is hard to figure out and also pretty heavy mm. the car seat especially yeah. like i have trouble carrying it i don't know how how uh women are supposed to do this i guess you, i guess you just leave it in the car and then just take the baby out um yeah. oh the cloud q is i think the best car seat it folds flat you're not supposed to keep babies inclined because their necks are weak so they can uh they can suffocate uh if they're left in the car seat for too long and it's also not good for their spine because it compresses it the cloud q once you take it out of the car can lay flat so if you have a sleeping baby in the car you take them out uh you can lay it flat and then they can they can sleep in there much safer uh we got a really good travel collapsible stroller i couldn't tell you which one it is uh but i did a lot of research on it and it's the best one <laughs> uh yeah lots of things like that was i'm trying to think there's like six other things that are core things that i can't remember right now <laughs> anyway uh just magical Sound though machine, interacting with her like baby monitor Sound yeah. machine's important. Oh, baby monitor, the Hello Baby uh, is local, so the Chinese government can't spy on your baby. Uh, it's just like radio frequency to the uh, from the monitor to a little screen they give you. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's great. Ho- hold on to the feeling, uh, like that flow feeling, for as long as possible, because like uh, you know, when the baby has thrown up for the third time in the night and you have to clean it up, you yeah. Know, just remember, this is this is for the baby. This, yeah, this is the best thing. For I've the had baby. this moment. Oh my god. <laughs> She projectile pooped across the room during a diaper change. It's like, no joke, five feet. It went from five feet across the room, got on the carpet, got on the, the uh, uh, diaper yeah. genie, got on like the wall to the closet. Uh, and I just started laughing. Like, all right. <laughs> but it's it's been, it's been amazing. Oh, I, I think I've been very proud of myself that i feel like i tapped in this well of resiliency and strength that i didn't know i had something i was really uh apprehensive of is how i would operate under sleep deprivation because i've really struggled with sleep it's no joke yeah it is no joke it's tough it's like baby boot camp uh boot camp like like not a boot camp for babies like a boot camp run by a baby <laughs> right <laughs> It was a very demanding uh, boot camp instructor. And uh, doesn't tell I, you what she wants all the time. No, you got something. <laughs> you got to figure it out. Something right. is wrong, and it's your responsibility to figure it out. Um, but I, I was able to do it. And uh, Sarah's been incredible. Uh, Sarah's been uh, 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 like, man, you, I, I'm. I have so much respect for single parents, like being able to, to hand stuff off with Sarah and being able to work with her and uh, checking stuff. There's a lot of times where one of us is like short on sleep and frustrated and not sure what's going on. And the other one's able to swoop in and figure out what the problem is and support the other person. And we're both making sure the other one's like sleeping and eating and getting the stuff done that we need to. Uh, I feel like we like also tapped into this uh, strength of foundation of our relationship that I feel very grateful for. Um, yeah it's it's incredible and she's she's just now starting to like smile and laugh and uh she started this thing 
probably two days ago where like I'm having babbling conversations with her and it's just adorable. <laughs> She'll, yeah. Like, and then I, I try to repeat that to her. She'll just make up a new sound. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great. I love it. Uh, I, I, parenthood is, uh, is for me. I'm, I'm all for it. I highly recommend it. Cool. Glad. Yeah. Glad it seems to be going well. Uh, it seems like a pretty normal experience. Yeah. We, uh, we're extremely sleep deprived too. We have a picture from, so you have to, not only do you have to feed the baby every few hours, but you have to like, well, at least we recorded when we fed it last and when we changed the diaper and all this stuff on this whiteboard in our room. Mm. And, uh, I I got so sleep deprived. I started writing numbers backwards, like thinking that was perfectly okay. Like we have a picture where my wife is trying to get me to explain what's on the whiteboard and I just, I can't do it. I just cannot physically like write a number and explain what it is. Uh, yeah, that happens. Um, tally but the tally baby app is uh, a piece of gear that you just reminded me of it it uh has like a standalone device that you can click to mm-hmm. log events um and then also really good mobile apps and then it'll tell you man in the hospital we'd like once an hour we'd have someone walk in and ask us when the last diaper change was when the last yep. feeding was and how much it was and you're sleeping like oh yep. god i don't know it was, it was like was that a, was that four hours ago or yesterday or 10 minutes ago <laughs> yeah um and so having the app you you don't have to write things down you just sort of like mindlessly click the buttons in the yeah. app and uh you're able to log it that's funny you were writing it, numbers backwards that's that's rough. i know I, and i didn't realize it my wife was like what what are you doing <laughs> I, like, I don't know <laughs> oh man it, in our hospital they had the we had the option of keeping the baby with us all night or yeah. sending it to the nursery for the night yeah, for yeah. the first baby we're like no we need to keep it with us and all this stuff for the second baby we're like get this thing out of here yeah yeah <laughs> we need sleep you know they bring it back every yeah, few hours for feeding but yeah. um yeah with isabella we yeah kept her in the room i think the the first night and then i think the i think the second or third night we uh we were like okay let's like we need to sleep let's take two (laughs) hours and just uh uh, sleep as much as we can and my god like when you haven't slept in two days two hours of sleep it's just we woke up feeling like different people it was it was incredible yeah yep yeah uh cool cool i'm excited for you I, anyone yeah. thinking about having kids, I recommend it. Something I've felt a little trepidatious of is I've heard similar reports from parents, and I think I felt skeptical that it was just post hoc justification, like a like a um, oh, what's the term for when you're a hostage and you fall in love with your captors? Um, yeah, yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. I thought it was a sort of Stockholm syndrome that, uh, or like hazing in a fraternity that like you justified after the fact. Parenting is really hard. Uh, it, it's not. I, I would not describe it as fun, but if you're looking for a meaning in your life, this is the way to do it. It's I I, I feel a, a new sense of meaning and purpose and focus that uh, I, I think would have been incredibly difficult to replicate uh, in any other domain. So yeah, yeah, I feel incredibly grateful. I feel like it's important to point out uh, also that postpartum depression is a thing. So if you Absolutely. have babies and you do not feel this way, if you feel completely overwhelmed and like you know that's why shaken baby syndrome is a thing. Yeah. Uh, please get help like your doctor will understand yeah yeah i'm i'm giving the highlight reel of it there have been some hard times um and postpartum depression was something that sarah and i were uh specifically looking out for which having gone through it if i just put someone through the sleep deprivation that you go through with a baby i think i could probably make you depressed um or most people that's what they do to that's what they do to like you know torture people right (laughs) sleep deprivation and then that on top of like here's this new added responsibility and you're doing this with your partner and if you have any sort of underlying conflict or or things you haven't worked out with them that's only going to be exacerbated um yeah it's a it's a trial it's a it's a thing to go through um 
so yeah it's it's hard and yeah if you don't feel this way that's totally okay the range of normalcy in every aspect of parenting of like how do you feel as a parent and like how often is your baby pooping is so wide they're, like there 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 are very few norms uh in this arena which has been interesting um also it's been surprising for sarah and i to, to look into where the experts overlap and where they disagree so like everyone mm. we talked to was like yes of course you need to feed your baby but then we'll ask a question like when we're bottle feeding her should the nipple like how full should the nipple be and we get there's so many answers no one knows no one knows how full the nipple should be it's, should it be completely full should it be half full or is that introducing air that now the baby's gonna need to burp or should you do the paste feeding is a thing oh my god also everything has a name <laughs> like, like uh, just laying down with your baby is like uh uh if 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 uh, uh if their skin is directly on your skin it's not just like laying down and your baby doesn't have a shirt on it's like oh that's skin to skin time <laughs> trademark and like there's all these hashtags skin to skin things of people who say ah skin to skin is terrible and ah skin to skin is the best thing and people who don't do it are terrible parents it's it's wild uh entering this arena like the the strength of opinions people have and and uh the overlaps but it's interesting navigating that seeing okay if everyone agrees that your baby's diaper needs to be changed. Okay, we don't have to think about that. We just change the baby's diaper. But if there's some, you know, it's muddy and it's and it's uh, uh, there's a lot of differing strong opinions on it, um, and none of them are obviously correct. Okay, well, we get to find our own opinion in that of of what the correct thing to do is. Um, Co-sleeping versus bed sharing versus oh my god, this is so many things that we we found our own compromise of that. Oh, I, <laughs> we also have this framework now of like. A lot of parenting decisions we find are trading survival percentage points for quality of life. <laughs> it's, sure. just, yep. it's just a, for like every for every hundredth of a percent, your life gets so much better. <laughs> it's, yep. it's like a like little when bit you, more When you put the their baby, baby in, in, yeah, when you put their baby in a new room, uh, yeah, co-sleeping versus not is a big one. Yep. Uh, bottle feeding versus not, some people would say is yeah. one. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, all sorts of opinions. Oh yeah. yeah anyone who has kids or is thinking of having kids i would love to talk with you there's there's a much longer discussion i can have here but uh yeah we'll 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 cut it off there there's a lot to say there's gonna be a lot more to say having kids is great um anything else you wanted to say to, to wrap up the child discussion no yeah okay. excited to see how it goes glad everything went relatively well yeah relatively yeah so many things that could have gone wrong oh my goodness we oh yeah it's it's uh treacherous waters that we navigated um and yeah, we got a baby, and she's she's amazing. I love her. All right. I have three more things I want to talk about. <clears throat> the first is a quick update on File Inbox. I am doing the serverless transition. It is being serverlessly transitioned. It's been a trial, especially having the baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I was able, like, having the baby, I, I was actually able to, to get an amount of work done that primarily was just uh, finishing up some of these consulting projects. And... Uh, file inbox is being serverlessly transitioned i've been working with a friend dave sedia we're we're doing sort of like a uh coaching sessions back and forth where i advise him on his business and then he does the same thing back to me and cool. uh he he helped me walk through this more progressive transition where i'm i'm transitioning over an account at a time which involved a whole hmm. bunch of things i had to make <clears throat> excuse me i had to make a um like an isomorphic embed code that works with the old rails app and the new next app and so that's been deployed and uh figuring out better embeds and uh transitioning documents from the the Rails model where it's just a poster stable into the uh uh firestore serverless model and so 
I can almost do that by just switching a flag on the Postgres uh, table for for an individual an, an individual page. I can almost just update that one value, and then if that value is present in the Rails page, it automatically redirects to .app, and then in the .app page on Vercel, it checks: Do I already have this in the Firestore database? If I do, is it flagged to still be dependent on the Rails database? Um, and either if I don't have the document or if I'm, I'm supposed to fetch it from Rails, then fetch it from Rails with a private API and then recreate the documents and then host the page. So all of that happens in a per page basis and in a way that I can update it in the future just by setting that one Boolean flag in the Rails database. Um, also all the, the user accounts get migrated over and uh, yeah, so it's happening. Uh, accounts are being migrated. Uh, next episode, I'll be able to report to you like the percent of accounts that have been migrated. I, I can't tell you cool. that yet. Um, so yeah, but yeah, more than one account that has now moved over. Probably a dozen. Probably right. a dozen. That's something. And yeah, something nice. like eighty-three thousand need to happen. <laughs> but we'll we'll get there. Uh, yeah. So it's happening, and I think that's all I have to say about that for now. Cool. cool. Sounds great. Sounds yeah. great. I was talking with. Uh, Aaron Francis at uh, Founders Retreat that I went to, and this this was recently, like since we recorded the last one, and uh, he like stopped and said, "Like Christian, listen, whatever it takes, you got to do this. I've been listening to the podcast for a long time. Like, you got to finish this, my dude. So I'm doing yeah. it. It's happening. I, uh, yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel the same way. I I I've stopped bothering you as much about it. <laughs> like, I guess you're gonna do it whenever you do it. Maybe right. maybe I should hold you more accountable. But well, part of it yeah. too is I. Uh, this is something I talk about with a, a friend of mine, uh, Shai, who uh, we, we talk a lot about like low-level addictions and how mm. if you're not careful, uh, I find that I can fall in love with or, or just become very used to like beating myself up over a thing. So mm, uh, sure. the, the, the clearest example of this is I think uh, I, I've struggled with a phone addiction. Uh, of like stupid games or just using it as a as a Skinner's box of just if I need a quick dopamine hit I'll, I'll open my phone and if I sort of feed into that part of myself of ah oh, look at me look, look at you you piece of shit you're using your phone again when you're not supposed to that like makes me feel worse and then yeah. the way to feel better is to play more phone games and so then it becomes this yeah feedback loop but if I just sort of sit back and observe non-judgmentally like ah interesting i've picked up my phone i'm curious why i did that it it diffuses it more and then it's less likely to turn into a feedback loop so that's that's sort of the what i'm taking yeah it's gonna take how long it's gonna take I'm, i want to do this the right way and uh i feel currently optimistic that it's possible this could be done by the end of the year um and that that feels like a nice uh goal to have so yeah that's that's where that is it's happening I feel good about how it's happening. Nothing's blown up yet. This is sort of delicate of like, it's a, it's a lot of moving pieces to move around. And uh, yeah, right. it's happening. Cool. Cool. I've also got three developers working on this, helping me push it past the finish line. Um, cool. Still yeah. the same. There was one who was in college. Yes. Ben. Uh, okay. And then uh, two of the people who I, I uh, a previous student of mine and then, and then one of his friends. Um, cool. Yeah. And they're, they're all helping me in different ways to, to push this forward, which feels good um oh there's a whole other thing we could talk about i'm not going to talk about it on this uh we talked about scott right the the guy who was helping me like as a as a mentor with file yeah. box he was yeah mm -hmm. um scott and i are no longer working together and uh mm -hmm. he had come up with a proposal of uh 
sort of becoming a partner in file inbox and uh continuing to to work on an ongoing basis and in return he wanted um some uh it, it was sort of a grading scale and it depended on how much money file inbox was making but he wanted something like 50 percent of top line revenue and then uh something like 10 percent of the business in equity 55 zero uh 15 one five. Um, oh, 15 okay yeah, okay yeah and uh in in working out the numbers and math uh it, it was too expensive um and it didn't yeah. quite make sense for where file inbox is um yeah that's a there's a lot behind that but that's the that's the uh highlight sure. of what that is um anything else on file inbox i don't know anything else on file inbox i don't think so <laughs> i think that's okay. i think that's all there is to say um <laughs> okay two other projects i want to talk about so uh sarah and i are living much more domestically now we're spending a lot more time at home which has me thinking a lot more about just like how could we make this place nicer and i'm reminded of these ultra wealthy celebrities who you, you do these tours of their house this isn't a great example, but I'm reminded of like Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch and people look at it and they're like, oh my God, this is, this is how extravagant. He's got like a whole zoo and a, and a, a, a ice skating rink and a bowling alley in his house. But what you don't realize is like Michael Jackson can't go to a grocery store because right. he's dead. But when he, when he was alive, <laughs> he couldn't go to a grocery store because he was Michael Jackson. Like oh, he, you can't, you can't go to a bowling alley. You can't, uh, 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 go to the zoo because then you become more interesting to everyone there than the thing that's going on and it just totally derails it so you're sort of trapped you're you 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 have a prison but you're also you're also the prison architect yeah. so you, can, you can make as nice of a prison as you want um so it's not quite that extreme but go ahead i was gonna say first of all i feel terrible for laughing at that but that was <laughs> an unexpected little nowhere um, the other is you can look up on youtube i think a um michael jackson once went to a grocery store after hours mm. and he uh, essentially uh staffed it with all of his cousins and stuff mm. and so when he went like everyone just treated him like he was a person yeah uh, and you can see sort of the excitement that he was just a normal person in a grocery store yeah uh, it's, it's wild yeah. can you imagine and how many times have you been to a grocery store and had that exact same experience and not appreciated right. it like that's a thing to appreciate you can go and just do things you can go to public places and and you you get ignored and that's incredible like that's that's a valuable thing that that uh yeah michael jackson didn't have and uh a lot of other of these celebrities um so the situation that sarah and i in is not that extreme we're still like going out and going to parks and things but we're spending a lot more time at home and you're too uh, famous for dallas right <laughs> we're, we're uh what would it be we're, we're needed too much at home i, I, I don't know it's 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 things sure. become more challenging with a baby to, to yes. go places uh we can still do it but it's just logistically more complicated so uh we're doing a bunch of home renovation stuff one of which is there was this rotten subfloor in uh sarah's office because i had drilled a hole through the threshold to snake uh tesla charging cable through and then water hmm. started gushing into that anytime it would rain and then that rotted the floor right by the door and so then anytime you would step on the door your foot would sink in which was very disconcerting to the point where i think yep. it was only supported like by the carpet i think the carpet like was the most structural <laughs> thing there um and so we had this whole back and forth with the hoa and with insurance of like is this the thing that you guys cover and it took like four months to find that the answer is no you have to fix it on your own so i finally like ripped it up and went to Home Depot and got new plywood. And as soon as I ripped up the subfloor, I realized, oh, there's a crawl space under here. There's a hole. And I went down there and it's disgusting. It's like damp and mildewy and dark, but I love Always it. Always is. It's like, it's like the upside down from Stranger Things. It's like the same 
space that I've been living in, but it's different. And it's like, I can see where all the bathrooms are because the plumbing is coming down and yeah. I can see where the electrical panel is because the electricity is going up there. And I can see like the outlines of rooms because I can see the floor joists of where all the walls are. Fascinating. So cool. So I've been spending a lot of time down there and uh, <laughs> found out that like, while the hole that I cut for the Tesla charger definitely exacerbated the problem, definitely like made a lot more water go through. The problem's actually with all three of these back doors. So, uh, mm. and there's also a whole bunch of problems I saw down there of like wood directly on the damp dirt. Uh, the wood moisture level is also at 20%, which is real bad. That's like at 20%, yeah. you get wood rotten. And it's supposed to be, I think, between 5 and 6%. Um, watched a ton of YouTube videos about this, by the way. Uh, and the, the humidity down there uh is something like 80 percent and anything above 60 percent is uh it'll, it'll get super moldy and, and wood rot and uh, a whole bunch of other things also that air is contiguous with the indoor air so now you're getting all this uh, uh mold spores and nasty stuff going into your indoor airspace which could give isabella asthma that's a problem so uh i have this whole project of like i'm going to encapsulate the crawl space which is i was just you, about to say there's yeah. a there's a thing you could do, you do to fix that have you done this do you have a crawl right. space so uh, we had a crawl space in our last house okay. and I vow never again because it's it's all of the uh, worst parts of the basement with of a basement with none of the benefits. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. It can flood. It gets mold. Uh, you can't store anything down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we did not end up encapsulating it. We got mold remediated once and then we sold the house. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got a quote for encapsulation, which was like, I don't know, six grand or something. And I was like, nah, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, encapsulation is the way to fix that. Yeah. So yeah yeah as, as far as i can tell six grand is less than i would have thought that's interesting um i, I was thinking it, it, it may like... have been more that it may have been more i, I don't remember okay. uh, it, it was more than we were willing to spend at the time okay i haven't yeah. gotten the quote yet but for for materials uh to do it myself it's you need a sump pump you need a french train you need uh, uh yeah we already had a sump pump we okay yeah it, we just needed the plastic and the dehumidifier. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you're just putting the plastic up in the dehumidifier, that would be cheaper. That makes sense. It's it's like a whole multi-stage process for uh, the way I'm going to do mm -hmm. it. And uh, I want to do the mold remediation myself. And that involves like soda blasting, which is um, taking baking soda and high pressure, sort of like sandblasting and, and uh, carving off the mold. And then uh, mold uh, preventative, like a, a fungicide that you spare in the wood. And then you seal everything up. You take all the vents. Used to be that the best building practice was that you just ventilate the crawl space and that'll keep mold yep. out. Problem is outdoor humidity is higher than what you need for mold to grow. So you're trying to ventilate your crawl space with moist air and that's just going to make more mold. So that's, uh, that's not a good solution. So yeah, uh, I need to, uh, air seal it, uh, waterproof it with the plastic, do the French drain, do the, the sump pump. Um, and I'm thinking that's going to be like three or four grand in materials for the, the super primo, like what, uh, what the, the nicest one would do. And I think it would cost in the tens of thousands to, for, to hire someone else to do this. And I sort of enjoyed being down there. I had, I had all these games I would play as a child of like, ah, I wish I could like dig a tunnel and have a little cave that was my secret hideout. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I just got one for free. There was there was one right below me this whole time. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, That's also funny. some foundational stuff of like the floor is sagging and uh, because because some of the beams are wood directly on the door, the dirt. That's not a thing you should ever do. Uh, it should be a concrete yeah, no. pad and then the, the wood on the pad. Um, so... I, I, that feels pretty straightforward. I, I think I can just do that myself. Um, but that's, a uh, that's, yeah. If you a lot of my do that, space. you may need to pull permits. Yeah. Uh, if, if you change, if you, sorry, the internet's kind of breaking up. If you do that, you may need to pull permits. That's the only thing I would caution you about. But, okay. um, 
it still should be possible to do yourself. Yeah. I just emailed the HOA about that this morning. So yeah, we'll see hmm. what they say. And then if I need to do a permit, I'll figure out how to do that. Do permits cost money? Yeah. You, just you just go to the, you just get them. What? You, usually they cost money like a hundred bucks or, or it okay. depends on what the permit's for. And it depends on your city. Your city sets the prices. Like permits here are free for certain things and then cost money for other things. Cause you, you have to actually go to the, like uh, the city hall and file paperwork and, you know actually get approval and sometimes they need inspections and so that costs money yeah okay yeah okay i'll figure it out um i have a whole asana board though of like all the different steps that need to happen with this and the, the different things uh okay so that, that was I'll, I'll, the, go ahead also though i'll say uh, crazy you're doing this with a baby because uh one you have no time and yeah. two babies sleep and you can't be like pounding away in a crawl yeah. space underneath the baby yeah. when they're sleeping yeah so, so that's been tough repairing yeah. the subfloor like we had to we had to coordinate all my use of power tools with times when sarah could yeah. be going on a walk with yep. isabella yeah that's that's tough not a lot of this needs power tools though like most mm. of the things i just said maybe this maybe the soda blasting might be noisy yeah i was gonna say probably when, when only they from mediated it was a they had to run a generator and had a some kind of air powered tool. I'll, I'll need a uh, air pump. Yeah, that'll be outside though. Mm. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But like rolling rolling out the uh, plastic and taping that up, that's not going to uh, yeah. be anything. I want to put lights down there, and I need to run a new uh, electrical system and have that on its own breaker. And like that's not going to be noisy at all. Um, installing the sump pump isn't going to be noisy. That's just like digging a hole. Installing the French drain is just like digging a big ditch. Uh, all along the outside i have opinions now about french drains you can do like the perforated uh corrugated pipe or there's a, a product you can get from home depot oh and then and then you need gravel so like my god have dragging mm. that much gravel down there would be hard um yeah or you, you can can't get... use power tools so, so yeah 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 I, I mean you can't use but uh, you can't use like an excavator or whatever like right fit. right so yeah you need yeah, a you shovel it all by hand <laughs> yeah. yep. and then you, you can't even have a wheelbarrow down there because it's too narrow so you got to figure out how to just like drag gravel across five the gallon buckets yeah yep. my goodness yep. even five gallon buckets i don't know because there's like a five gallon bucket might be too tall I'd, it might be like a towel <laughs> or something to drag it down there um and then there's products you can get from home depot or lowe's where it's the black corrugated pipe wrapped in like a styrofoam that acts as the gravel and then mm. that's wrapped with a uh, uh, landscaping fabric and so that would be that's easier but then there's this even better solution i found which is this product uh f flow something i couldn't tell you what it is but it, it's just this like rectangular plastic that you don't even need a big enough hole for it but it it acts as its own filter and its own gravel and so then you need a much shallower mm. hole that's much smaller and then you just put that stuff in and it's a little more expensive per foot but not if you take into account having the fabric and the gravel and the, the labor of putting it in and right i i'm projecting it's going to take like a day to dig the trench and put this in once i get it uh but yeah. we're, we're that, in the final that's stages of yeah. figuring that out anytime you can dig less i recommend that yeah <laughs> i had to dig i think I, I think i talked about this i had to dig the the, like the foundation things for my deck and oh man it took two days to dig six holes or something like that <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous yeah I'm curious how I'm going to do that in the crawl space. If I just get like a regular shovel and then saw the handle off, so I can. Uh, you, you can buy mini shovels, like uh, yeah. you know, like uh, two foot long shovels that have a big old handle on the end. Yeah, yeah. I'd recommend that. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I would need. I'm thinking of like the little kid shovels that are just a regular shovel but totally shrunk down. But like I want the same scooper part, but just a shorter handle, yeah. like a, a yeah. sawed off uh, 
Zod-off shovel, but yeah, okay, mini shovels are a thing. That's yeah. that's what I'll get. I, I would I would recommend buying uh you know make it easier yourself. Buy like whatever width ditch you need. Buy that width shovel. Yeah, yeah. And then you can just measure with your shovel like stuff like that. Yeah, oh, yep, yep. And then just like go that. straight with the shovel. Yeah, that'd be easiest. Um, related to this, and the last thing I wanted to talk about is we are uh because I now have access to the crawl space. Over Black Friday, Sarah was like, ah, oh, I saw this cool deal on these cameras. It's like, whatever, two or $300 for this set of cameras. Uh, could you take a look at this? And I was like, this, this is an ongoing conflict that Sarah and I have. Because it's unclear to me when Sarah asks me for a favor, like if she's asking me to do it or if she's asking me to help her. Sometimes she'll say, can you help me with this? And what she means is, can you do this for me? And that's yeah, confusing yeah. to me sometimes. So we had a little conversation about that. And what I clarified was she would, she would just like security cameras to happen she just she, wants this done right yeah um and so i was like all right let me, let me do a little research in the security cameras and six hours later i am i emerged for, as, as a, i did the same as a chrysalis from my I youtube rabbit hole um yep have we talked about home security cameras do i know what your setup is mary maybe very briefly um so i chose eufy cameras because yeah. i did not want my data going to the cloud yep. that was my yep so those i think are the best ones you can get like the highest quality i got I got one level below those, um, not Synology. I forgot what they were called. Oh, I have a box. Oh, Reolink. The, the box is right over there. I haven't installed it yet. Um, Reolink has a really good selection of types of cameras. So I can have like a uh, uh, 180 degree plus a floodlight camera in the back. Mm. So that's nice. And then in the front, I can have like a doorbell. And then uh, we're gonna have one nanny cam on the inside. That's like a, a 360 camera that can just be mounted on the on the ceiling. Um, and then power over Ethernet, PoE, is the, the type of camera to get. Because then it's only one line you need to run. Uh, you have to run it you from like don't your need an electrician. Right, right. Um, yeah, because yeah. it's it's uh, low, uh, what is it, low voltage? Um, low voltage, yeah. And you would have needed power anyway if, if you were going to have a powered camera or like a Wi-Fi camera. Um, so especially for doorbells, that, that just makes a lot of sense. Um, so we ended up spending a lot more than she wanted to spend, but now now we're gonna have like a nice system. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. in yeah, the process yeah. of doing this. I'm figuring out. Uh, oh, I can run uh, Ethernet lines to each office and to each bedroom. So now computers can have a, a hardwired connection. And oh, while I'm here, like I can have a, uh, a network storage and like have that connected to the Apple TV. And oh, the ne the Apple TV can have a hardwired connection. So uh, I got all the stuff to do all those Ethernet connections, and we're running Cat Cat Six everywhere. And I got all the stuff to do like the crimping and the keystone adapters and i have a network switch and i'm, I'm making the top of the uh the co closet like the little network space and that's a ton of fun uh, <laughs> so, uh and are you running it through all three your crawl space yeah Is yeah that, now that i have access to this crawl space it's like i can pop into yeah. another dimension and then just boop, pop back up wherever i need to be um yeah, yeah it's, it's so fun being down there uh oh i got a, a stapler that is made specifically for cat six cables it has a little notch in it where you put the cable hmm. and then it staples in like around the cable so while i'm down there yeah gonna have really cool. nice cable management yeah yeah um yeah okay i feel like we're caught up on each other's lives now <laughs> see you in another three months no let's let's uh yeah <laughs> uh yeah being it being a dad has been interesting like having uh trying to work around uh baby stuff and and having time for me and sarah to be doing our own thing so uh, I don't know when the next one would be. Uh, I'd like it to be next week, but we'll see what actually happens. I thought you meant baby, and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> uh, next week might work for me. I have We have the holidays coming up, and so I will be gone for a week or two in a row. That's but. right. Okay. Well, the next episode will happen when it happens. 
I've had a few people yeah. reach out to me like, hey, are you still alive? <laughs> Where are the podcast episodes? <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on. So they'll, they'll happen yeah, when they happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool. Chris, cool. that's all I got. That's all I got too. Then I will see you when I see you. Goodbye.